Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Armor Report. This is um, our first of the new year. I appreciate you all joining me for it. We're going to lay out um, real quick the reasons why we're long precious metals and what we think is going to happen going forward. We're going to um, take a look at uranium, copper, basically natural resources, a peek at China emerging markets, and wrap it all up with a bow of the U.S. dollar, because it kind of begins and ends there. So we're going to dive into that real quick. If I have time, I'll take some questions. After this video, Armor Insiders, join me in the macro meeting. This is for Armor Insiders only. You should find the link in our Slack room. So you can join me there and we can have a lively conversation um, um, with a macro, you know, view of where we're going this year and certainly this quarter and how we're going to execute our investing plans. So I'm Brett Rosenthal. This is the Armour Report, in case you're new. We call this a virtual hedge fund, all right? So you're the portfolio manager of your own assets. You've just come in on a Saturday to join us in the conference room to figure out how we're going to manage capital next week for the whole month, for the quarter, and what we're looking for for the year. Your job is to take this information and apply your own risk tolerance to it, depending on the type of assets you're running, the goals you're searching for. That's all up to you. So this is information that's actionable, and you decide how to use it, all right? The job here, what I'm trying to do every Saturday with you and on the Armour Report all week, is to cut through the noise and just focus on what makes money and what protects money. That's it. I don't care about McCarthy. I don't care about Congress. I don't care about politicians. Let's just get to the matter at hand. And right now, the matter at hand is we shared with you, I shared with you on this channel, on this broadcast, at the beginning of November. You can find the link right down here in the description of this video. I shared with you on a Saturday much like this that it was time to buy gold and silver. Let's take a look at how that call played out. This is Sprott Physical Gold. This is where we were buying Sprott Physical Gold, that green square. This is where we were buying Sprott Physical Silver. After four green squares set up a quadruple bottom, we were buying it, and we can add this square right here, just to be clear, right? Right in here, we were buying Sprott Physical Silver. And what we did was we came on here, and I said to you, look, the time to buy gold and silver is when nobody wants them. And more importantly, nobody cares anymore, right? It's not that it's creating angst or hate or anything. It's just dead. Gold is a barbarous relic and nobody cares. And what I came on to say to you in November was, now's the time to buy gold and silver. And we could talk about all the fundamental reasons of why gold and silver should be owned in a portfolio. But my point back in November is that all those fundamental reasons are true. They've been true. We'll go over the top couple of reasons. But they're, they're, they're always true. 
okay, that you can always create a fundamental argument for any investment. But knowing when to put capital to work is the key, okay? And what we do here at the Armour Report is we use algorithms and look for particular chart patterns to begin our investing process. Then we look for confirmation. Then we build our positions out and have our max position size on and let everybody else mark up our portfolio. What we don't want to do is chase stocks when they're skyrocketing. We already want to be in and let other people mark it up. So let me show you what I was talking about, okay? Right here, and this is what we're, I'm going to show you. This is going to dovetail with my thoughts on uranium, copper, natural resources, China. But I want you to see real quick, before we get into the details of what's happening now with gold and silver, why were we buying it here? And why was I on this call with you on a Saturday in early November telling you that we're buying gold and silver down there? What I like to do, this works particularly well in a bear market. You can get away with all kinds of stuff in a bull market. You can buy things breaking out. You can buy things gapping up. You can't do that in a bear market, right? And even in a bull market, I would strongly advise against it. And the reason is it's a bad discipline. And while you'll make some money in a bull market, you'll give it all away in a bear market chasing those same patterns. But this pattern works over and over and over again. And I'm going to get to uranium, copper, natural resources, China, emerging markets in a minute. Because you're going to see those assets look very similar to gold and silver from two months ago. What we look for is an asset trading in the bottom right-hand quadrant of this imaginary chart pattern. So you can see those very faint black lines, right? And what we want to try to do is put positions on the bottom right-hand quadrant as we're breaking downtrends. That's the first stage breakout. And what I submit to you today is that this week we got confirmation of the metals breakout from November. Okay? So we have algorithms designed to help us get long assets at that location early November. We share this information every day on our virtual trading desk. We share the algorithmic information that we generate, okay? So back in November, what we talked about was own gold and silver, and we like sprout physical gold and silver. We want the physical assets. Yeah, GLD and SLV are going up, AGQ and UGL. You could do all that stuff at the beginning of this move. The, the concerns about the financial system end up being true, then what we're going to want is the physical asset in our portfolio, and that's why we go with Sprott physical gold and silver. So it may seem like, what's the point now? And there probably is none. You can own any of those physical assets. But Sprott physical gold and silver, in our opinion, is the best way to own the asset other than literally having gold bars delivered to your house and put in a safe. Okay? So now what I'm going to do is switch gears. Let's do an update of that conversation we had in early November. Why do we feel we're seeing an acceleration in the first week of the new year in gold and silver? 
and I call it a confirmation week. So these are the top three reasons in my mind why gold and silver are going higher in here, and it would be appropriate to have gold and silver as an allocation in a portfolio. And this is the last week I'm going to do it. This is it. It's now or never in these assets. Because what we won't do is buy them as they're skyrocketing. I'm going to let other people mark up my portfolio. So what happened this week? First of all, I'd say to you, the top three reasons to own gold and silver and the mining companies is that the argument that gold is a barbarous relic is over. Remember that argument? And this is not, I'm not going to take time out today to um, chuckle, chuckle at the silliness of the crypto community who pretended that gold was a barbarous relic and nobody needed it anymore and everyone could just hop into crypto. I'm not going to do that. I want to, but the Armour Report is about cutting through the noise and just sharing actionable information. I shared actionable information about Bitcoin when it was 50 and 60,000, and I told you it was going to go down and go down a lot. Right? I said, stop watching CNBC and listening to Tom Lee tell you it's going to go to 100,000, or Kathy Wood is going to go to a million. Right? These are snake oil salesmen. It's going lower. All right, it went lower. Put that aside. All we want to talk about today is how to make money going forward. What's the information that's actionable? Get rid of the noise. Okay, so here it is. As of the start of this year, 2023, and this has been going on, I don't know, for at least five years, I think what we might do is invite the silver fox onto this live stream next weekend so we can go over this in more detail precious metals because nobody knows precious metals more than the silver fox you guys know who i'm talking about we're going to unmask the myth the legend (laughs) the silver fox who is an armor insider and someone near and dear to my heart and i'll share it i think he'll come on and join us next week We'll all be able to kind of dive into which stocks are his favorite because he's been doing research on this group, you know, for a long, long time. Okay, so we'll go over some of that. We'll go into more detail. But today, just the top three reasons of why this is happening. Next week, we'll go into some more detail with the Silver Fox on this show. All right. But at the end of 2022 and the start of 2023. Gold is now considered a tier one asset that banks can hold on their balance sheet towards their um, capital requirements. You say that again. Gold is a tier one asset now. And this has been happening over the last, what, five years. But finally, in place... The line of demarcation was the end of last year, start of this year, gold on balance sheets at banks, tier one asset, 
used towards their capital requirements, much like other tier one assets, which could be the U.S. treasuries, right? So there is no debate that it's a barbarous relic. It's a real asset that banks can hold on balance sheets, okay? If you're paying attention to what central banks have been doing the last couple of years, particularly China, which we see just in the last couple of months, dramatically increasing the gold on their balance sheet. The barbarous relic has come back to life. It's a real asset. It's an important asset. And let me tell you something. You will never see in its current form any cryptocurrency be added as a tier one asset, right? So that's over. It's not a barbarous relic. It's a real asset that has value. And as it gets marked up in price, it helps balance what is a world awash in debt. That's the first reason. We're talking fundamentals. Why fundamentally are we starting to see the asset price rally. Now, look, we all know this has been coming. It's, it's been broadcast for a couple of years. Okay, and then it got delayed. It was supposed to happen in 2022, and then got delayed to 2000. Now it's here. Okay? Doesn't mean the asset can't go down next week. So asset price movement, you put over here, and fundamentals are over here. Fundamentals are great. But unless the price movement is proving it out, it doesn't make a difference, right? So just keep that in mind. Don't get carried away with the fundamentals. Fundamentals we use as a secondary source to understand movement. So here's the second reason. Here's the second reason why this chart is accelerating higher. Okay, the first, gold's no longer a barbarous relic. This is spot physical gold. Here comes the second. Let's look at it on the O'Neill chart. One. I'll switch back in a minute. But there's the breakdown in the U.S. dollar, UUP. That was a huge inside-out reversal day on Friday. What's the weekly chart look like with a dollar? So here's the, you know, I'm going to go back to this chart real quick. I'm going to pull it up here. Oops. Okay. Now, we talked about this last year. So, particularly in November, when I was sharing with you it's time to buy gold and silver, what I said to you was, look at the chart of the dollar. It's put in a double top. If you remember, central banks came out right then and said, we're going to cap the dollar. We're going to do whatever we can to cap it here. And there was a big debate. Everyone loves to talk about George Soros and breaking the pound and whatever back in the 19-whatevers. But at the end of the day, when all the central banks around the world capped the price of the dollar, they capped it. We talked about that. We said if the dollar goes down in value, gold and silver are going up. It's a reciprocal relationship. Okay? So from here to here, the 200-day moving average, to me, that was, okay, that's just central banks suppressing price. But let's be honest, the move in the dollar last year was insane. I'm almost something, almost, I'm going to go out on a limb and say never seen before. 
certainly in decades, that type of advance in the U.S. dollar against all other currencies. And what I think is happening now, now that the dollar is below the 200-day and got rejected last week, look, look how it went right back. This is the green lines of 200-day. So it went right back to the 200-day and got rejected, having a big down day. If it comes to the 200, fails at the 200, and breaks down, I personally, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, and I'll you know, make a prediction because I don't like predicting, but make a prediction. I, I think this whole thing has to be unwound. I think the value of the dollar is somewhere down in here, okay? And we, we got out of hand because of pandemics and, you know, Eastern European wars and, and a lot of strange things happened in the last couple of years that led to a, a dramatic increase in the value of the dollar, right? And that has to be unwound. So number one, gold's no longer a barber's relic. It's held on major bank balance sheets as a tier one asset. And central banks around the world have been loading up on it. So obviously we have a lot of debt out there, central banks, price of gold goes up, all of a sudden the books get balanced, right? So that's, that's a no-brainer. The barber's relic argument's over. Number two, the dollar breakdown that we highlighted in November is gaining steam and breaking below the 200-day moving average. If that continues, this is the last time we can own gold and silver because we're not going to pay up for it. We're going to let other people pay up for it. They're going to mark up our portfolio. Okay? And so here's the third reason why this was the last week. It's now or never to own gold and silver. And that reason goes to what I, would, what I believe is the most important reason, because all the fundamentals and all the talk about the dollar, I don't have any control over any of that. We don't have any control over the fundamentals, playing out, whatever, right? There's fundamentals, and then institutions have to believe those fundamentals and start buying the asset. And so all we care about, what's the actionable information that makes us money? It's understanding when the institutions begin putting money to work. That's it. The rest is noise. It's wonderful noise. We can talk about it, but it doesn't make us money. What makes us money is actionable, algorithmic information that says, yep, institutions are plowing cash into this asset. And so we use Armour algorithms and we share them on the desk, on the live trading desk all, all day. Um, so I'm going to show you the two locations that we look for to buy any asset. There's two locations. And once the asset gets past that second location, we're done adding. Our buying's been done, and now we let everyone else mark up our, our asset, okay? So what happened last week, let's just walk it through real quick. Oh, but before I do this, let me, let me just share this one thought with you, just so we understand what technical analysis really is. We're gonna look at that pretty chart with a bunch of lines on it in a minute. That's GDX. But what is technical analysis? Let's remember this. It's not a crystal ball. It's not some type of magic. We're simply looking at the battle between buyer and seller. That's it. There's a, there's a war going on every day in the stock market. There's buyers who have ammunition and sellers who have ammunition. Charting, technical analysis, algorithms, all that's doing is trying to gauge where the line in the sand is. And when one team overruns the other, you get price movement. 
That's what technical analysis. Don't make it more confusing than it is. That's it. The whole point of technical analysis is to see where is that trench that they're fighting over and what team is going to overrun the other. So when the buyers overrun the sellers, the sellers panic and they run to the next ammunition depot, whatever price that is. It's at a higher level. And then they start bombing away again. And there's a battle that starts again. That's called consolidation. That's all we're talking about when we talk technical analysis. I think people get confused. They think it's some type of you know, magic. It's not magic. It's just a graphic representation of the battle of wills between buyers and sellers that happens every day on the stock market. Okay? So we use all kinds of tools to figure out when is that battle moving in, in, in the direction of buyers versus sellers. So what you see here are two different Fibonacci fans. I like to use the Fibonacci fan. You can find it on trade stations, what I use. You can find it anywhere. I'm a big fan of Fibonacci. Go ahead and look it up. Google Fibonacci when we're done with this conference call or this live stream so you understand what it is. You'll find it in nature. It's unbelievably valuable in day trading and investing, longer-term charts. Uh, humans behave in a predictable way. And Fibonacci is a wonderful way to, to get a goalpost of predicting what they're going to do. Okay? So that's all this is. So the theory behind Fibonacci fan is you, you draw three separate downtrends, starting from the top. You draw three separate downtrends, all with Fibonacci distances between them. And when the third trend is broken, a new trend has begun. That's the theory. So this is the longer-term trend on GDX. This is why I say this is the last week to own it, okay? The first place to buy GDX is when that first downtrend is broken right here. And, of course, we were doing that. That was early November, and we, we talked to you about it, okay? But the second and final place to buy gold stocks is when it breaks that third downtrend line, which just happened this week. So now here's a more aggressive trend. You can see how it works. Look at the more aggressive selling that went on. I'll, I'll zoom in a little bit so you can see this, right? So you can see this is the more aggressive Fibonacci fan. Boom, 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 right? And when it broke this third downtrend line here, that told you a change in trend on GDX had begun. And it literally called the bottom. And, and we called the bottom for you in early November, right? So this is the final breakout. And on our trading desk during the week, we had this, this box was white. And I was saying to Armour Insiders, when it turns green, we have to be long GDX. That's the last time we're going to be buying metal stocks. Right? So it turned green right here on this. When it popped out of this box, that's when it turned green. That was Wednesday. Okay? We bought some Wednesday. We added, we actually, um, I pretty much doubled positions on Thursday's weakness. And then it skyrocketed Friday into the close, which is just Beautiful, so that we have this, and we'll just look at this real quick weekly chart pattern. That's just a huge week. Now, now let me let me take a minute to discuss something with you. It's very important. Okay, everything I'm saying today, the fundamentals, the chart breakout, the, the, the armor algos, which gave us this perfect buy point. Okay. All we're doing here is putting probabilities on our side, and we're putting capital to work when rewards worth the risk. This whole thing could reverse and crater next week, and I'll go to cash. It happens. 
Okay, stop losses must be used. Don't fall in love with the fundamentals or an algorithmic entry point. All those things do are increased probability of success. But nothing's going to be 100%. So you put your capital to work and you step back and you see if this is the opportunity that makes you a lot of money. And you can do things intraday to protect capital if you have to, which we do on our desk live every day. You want to be an Armor Insider? There it is. ArmorReport.com. Go check it out. You can join us. You can join us right now and be part of our macro meeting that's going to start in about six minutes. Okay? So what we do intraday is we follow dust, for instance. We might take off some risk during the day. Dust is the inverse of GBX, right? So we can make some money long dust if we have to to protect assets. And many things we do on our virtual hedge fund trading desk to protect assets. But at the end of this discussion today, and I'm going to end it right now and just see if there's any questions you have for me. Gold and silver from November's entry makes, has been making us all money. We finished off our gold and silver positions this week. Now we let everybody else mark them up. Okay. Um, I wanted to hit on these charts with you. I'm going to wrap up with this thought because look at the, the chart patterns here. And I'm going to run through with you uranium, copper, natural resources, China, emerging markets. You're going to see a theme here. First of all, the time to buy GDX was here, and the confirmation of that buy is here as it breaks out. So what chart patterns are setting up like GDX here, right? Because don't you want to know when I, I want to get long here? I mean, yeah, you're going to double your positions here and you're going to finish off, but you want to get what's, what's breaking out of this pattern right now. That's what we look for every day on our trading desk, right? So there's GDX and here's GDXJ. I'm just going to run through the patterns with you so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, there's the first buy. There's the second. Now it's gone. We're not buying them anymore. Okay, here's silver. These are the small cap silver stocks. Perfect Fibonacci fan breaking out right now. Right here was the first buy. Here's where we finished it. Gone. So what does uranium look like? Wow, uranium hasn't even started yet. It hasn't even started yet. We got long uranium on our desk on Friday. Okay? That's the first green box. And what you'll see me do, could be in a couple months, could be in a couple weeks, is come back on this show on a Saturday and tell you, okay, here's where we finish off our uranium. Right now we start, because that's the beginning of the move. We want to get something on closest to the stop. If that move reverses next week, we're out. If it accelerates, there'll be a higher and second entry point, right, where we'll finish off our position, and I'll come on here and talk to you about it. Right? And if you want to know as it's happening what we're doing, join us on the desk. TheArmorReport.com can join us. ARMRReport.com. All right? Copper. Take a look at the copper chart. Copper looks almost exactly like gold and silver mining stocks, right? It look, they look almost identical. Now, I, I concentrated my buying down here on gold and silver. But this was the week to finish off any copper investments that I wanted to make, 
right? You can see why. It's the same pattern. Okay? Let's look at uh, FTRI, which is an interesting natural resources ETF. This is the week to begin positioning the asset. Then we see how it performs coming out of this base. And there'll be a secondary entry point where we'll finish off positions if we want. Okay? So those are my uh, thoughts for you for today. I hope you find them uh, helpful. Any quick questions you've got, I'm happy to take them. And then we'll have to um, switch over to the live uh, macro meeting. It's a Zoom meeting where everybody can speak their own mind and share their own thoughts. This is for Armour Insiders only. If you wanted to join us right now, you can subscribe. We'll find out. Vishal will send you a, a link so you can join us. Um, what questions do we have? Anything? Mark, may have answered by now, is big tech viable? So this is um, one quick question I'll try to take here. Is big tech viable? Microsoft, Apple, no. Uh, was 360, now 120. Um, Amazon, let me tell you this. Let's just, instead of going over all those charts, I'm going to look right here at um, this chart, which, which is the NASDAQ 100, which is really what you're asking about, okay? And, and so I will tell you that the Armour Algo for the Qs gave us a green entry point on Friday, which is really kind of early. That's pretty impressive right there if it, if it runs from here. So if we take out the low, and this is the quick answer to this question, if Qs take out the low of Friday, the answer is no. Those stocks aren't going to work because that's what makes up the cues, okay? Um, but from an algo standpoint, there is reason to believe that the cues are going to go higher from here. The risk monitor hasn't turned green. I'm not putting a lot of capital to work in these names. I'd rather focus, if you look at the charts I showed you, instead of focusing on big cap tech, I mean, we're all fixated on big cap tech, huh? I guess it's because for, you know, years when the Fed's adding liquidity, those are the names to own. But I'm going to leave you with this thought, Mark. Why do you care about big cap tech? Why do you care? Where is money flowing today? And, um, and what I'll do is just I'll leave you with this picture here. Look at emerging markets. Emerging markets are right now starting to break out of a major downtrend. They're well ahead of the NASDAQ. NASDAQ's down here. Emerging markets just closed above the 200-day moving average this week, right? Here's KWeb. Nice breakout of a huge base on Chinese Internet stocks, right? Stage one, stage two base on Chinese Internet stocks. The NASDAQ's down here. All of this, I believe, is a function of the dollar weakness. And so... You know, we, it's like opportunity cost of money. We only have so much money to invest. And what we want to try to do is put capital to work where institutional money is flowing. And I don't like to just buy things because they were relics of the past that I used to like. So, yes, cues look like they're going to try to elevate off of this level, which means all those big names should go up a little bit. But from an alpha point of view, where's, 
Where's the alpha? And I think it's in companies that benefit from a weakening dollar. It started two months ago with our gold and silver call. It's accelerating with things like emerging markets, China, of course, being a major emerging market. I don't know why it's emerging, but it's still considered an emerging market, right? It's in all those ETFs, okay? Natural resources, that's where money's flowing, and that's where the armor report's going to be. All right, I got a hop here. What do you got real quick? Um, do you trade VOO and VTI? I don't VOO. Vanguard Standard Reports. I don't know why I would. I, I just do the S, SPY and RSP, um, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's all, it's all the same thing, right? Total market. I mean, you, you could do those things. Nothing wrong with that. And um, Tech Monkey, Deb, Happy New Year to you, too, my friend. Nice to see you. Glad to have you here. All right, guys. I hate to do this, but i got to split because I'm going to go over to the macro meeting for Armor Insiders only. But I do want you to know next Saturday, the man, the myth, the legend, Silver Fox, is going to be on this show with me. And we're going to be breaking down individual precious metals mining stocks. They're his favorites that are all in his portfolio. I'm going to share with you why. We're going to talk about big picture macro stuff of what's happening in the precious metal space. So I look forward to seeing all of you there um, next Saturday at 1130. If I can convince him to come on. He's elusive. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, we'll, and we'll share that with you next week. So you all have a great weekend and a great trading week next week. Take care, everybody.